I think I've seen a picture exactly like this of my mom. Welcome to Nymphomercial, the comedy podcast that reviews hentai both enthusiastically and regrettably. But whatever happens, remember, you did this to yourself. <laughs> Hi, I'm Milk. Hi, I'm Cake. And I'm Aurora. And I'm Deadly. Deadly? We just heard <gasps> oh you too. Goodness. Yeah, that was my character. Uh, he's kind of like my, my main dude from my Circus of Sin series. He is the ringmaster who uh, is my namesake. And so good. So good, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. So Deadly, I'm seeing that you've brought something with a lot of meat to it today. So we, we probably should jump in pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this um, quick little uh, back history of why I chose this. Um, this particular manga was one of the first hentai that I ever came across. It had like a really big influence on on my taste and stuff like that. Especially uh, one of the things historically that's very significant about it is, is it is tentacle hentai and it is by Tashi Omeda, which is like one of the main uh, what's the the other version that he or the other hentai that he did cake how do you say it yeah the other big one that he did was legend of the overfiend in english but in japanese mm-hmm. it's urotsuki doji mm-hmm. and legend of the overfiend is like yeah it's a t- total fucking masterpiece yeah. it's truly a work of art i haven't seen it I've, i think i've watched like little tiny bits of it but the thing that's different from that to this is that this is kind of a parody of the tentacle genre in a way um, so this kind of approaches it with a lot more um, sort of comedy and, and stuff like that, which made it a lot more palatable in general to audiences, especially overseas. And so this kind of made Tentacle Hentai like a little bit more commercial, which greatly affected my outlook on porn because I like it when it's funny. I like that we've been reviewing some kind of um, a little bit wilder stuff recently <laughs> yeah. and just like scrolling through some of the pages. I saw like a tentacle with an eyeball, I think. <laughs> yeah. So I'm here for that. I'm, I'm down. <laughs> and I'm like all about the classics. So I'm I'm very excited. Yeah. The art style in this definitely has that very classic feel. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting is this is actually not as old as I thought it was. So it's from uh, 1989. Um, from 1989 to 93 was the original. Oh, you run. can tell. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> is she definitely 80s? But I thought it was like early 80s. But the art style is almost to me like a little bit of like a a callback to the old uh, Japanese like wood carvings and stuff. Like the characters are drawn in a way that really reflects sort of like old fashioned traditional idea of like uh, Japanese beauty. And in my opinion, it's that's what it kind of comes across as to me. And I think that's really cool and kind of like interesting. Yeah, definitely. I think it's a good mix of modern taste because you can definitely see the 80s. Well, modern for the time. (laughs) You can see the 80s influences. But yeah, you can see the (laughs) traditional Japanese beauty standards. And it looks like some of the characters Mm. um, definitely have that more traditional Japanese ukiyo-e vibe Mm. to them. Yeah, I'm kind of chuckling because as you're saying 80s, I'm just like looking at this like tiger stripe, crazy like bikini bondage strap thing that she's got going on. (laughs) Um, she's channeling her inner uh lum from urusei yatsura and we love we love our oni girls oh my god yeah this is the infamous la blue girl 
um, which in Japanese is called. It's called Inju Gakuen La Blue Girl or Lude mm-hmm. Beast Academy La Blue Girl. Mm. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for tags, um, I actually didn't uh, have a lot of time to throw together tags for this, um, but the general ones that I think are the most significant are going to be definitely rape first and foremost um, and tentacle. Uh, there's a little bit of like voyeurism, definitely a comedy tag, a lot of masturbation. Monster? Monster. Monster tag? Uh, masturbation. I mean, I'd say both at least. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm pretty sure there are monsters in this too. I would say like sex fighting in a way. Sex um, fighting. Okay. I'll get into that in a second. But uh, that just reminds me of that. Like, what's that movie where he's like, they're breakdance fighting? <laughs> it's kind of oh, like that. Gosh, it's kind movie. of like that. So, um, yeah, I think those kind of cover the most significant ones. There's also like pubic hair. I can't think of anything specific that might really be off putting to people, but. Should I get into the synopsis? So uh, basically you have this young lady named Miko Mito, who is a university student living in Japan. And she is, what is the word? She is going to inherit the rule of like her clan. Basically, Uh, she comes from a clan of ninja who are very, uh, they're like the best of the best in terms of sex craft which is a type of uh, sort of like magic and martial arts mixed together that they use to battle these like tentacle demons from like a parallel universe kind of thing. Yeah, so they're not the only ninja clan that does this sort of thing, and that kind of comes up later. It's not going to come up in today's episode, really. There'll be like a kind of a brief mention, um, but that's kind of the general overlay of like how the, how the thing's set up. And Miko is the like i said she's the one that's going to inherit the the sort of rule of the clan or whatever and she has one significant character that we need to talk about who is her sister who's her half sister the reason that's important is because miko may not be all human oh yeah interesting the premise besides the sex part Someone who is like going to university, but has to juggle the like university life of modern day with like the ancient ninja mystical arts. <laughs> That's such a like anime premise. <laughs> like I could see this being on oh, Adult yeah. especially like 80s, 90s anime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like a major Inuyasha mm-hmm. premise vibes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And so there's a little bit of like a meet the character section that gives a lot of like sort of what happened a little bit before this. And this is actually the original manga, but there's an, a reprint that I wasn't able to find for some reason that actually tells all of the, the story prior to this. And the the hentai, the animated hentai actually does as well. Um, and the animated hentai is fantastic if you guys get a chance to see it. I don't have any idea how to find it because it's really hard to find. But if you can buy it, I think it's on Amazon or something. Um, it's really good. I love it. It's great. It's rare for a hentai anime adaptation, I think, to be more in depth than plot. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. There's there's a lot of plot to this, but I think they realized that there were some sort of holes that didn't quite get told very effectively in the original manga. Because as I was reading through, I was like, the anime, like the artwork is very detailed, but I think the plot is a little bit thinner 
in my opinion, than what I had originally read and seen in the, the anime. But the what has kind of happened prior to this is the previous ruler of like their clan or whatever um, was her grandmother, whose name was uh, Momomido was her grandmother who passed away. There's also her sister Miyumido, who is her half sister, um, as I said earlier. And then the only other significant character besides Miko herself is her sort of like sidekick whose name is Ninnin. He's like a shrimpy little ninja guy. You never really see his face, but he's kind of like the comic relief slash sidekick. Very 90s, 80s <laughs> mm-hmm. trope. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta um, have the sidekick. It's kind of funny, but for the most part, even though he's kind of like he kind of gets shit on like for through most of the series, he's kind of like and he does suck. Like, don't get me wrong. You'll get you guys will see why he sucks. But he's kind of like the main one that actually does things throughout this manga, like in terms of fighting, which maybe kind of reflects a little bit of like the times. I don't know. But let's uh, let's get into the actual manga itself. So we have uh, an apartment building and we see Miko Mito's name uh, under the uh, apartment number 901. And we get this nice little shower scene where um, she's taking a shower and kind of commenting on how she doesn't have a date and she feels really pathetic and stuff. And she gets this kind of like feeling like she's being watched, like she feels like she can sense something, but she kind of dismisses it a little bit. Then she exits the shower after kind of doing her thing and uh, starts toweling off and starts putting on her bra. And she kind of makes a mention of how it's like getting too small for her um, and how her underwear is as well. And this is something that's kind of interesting that I noticed about the, the other version that I read as opposed to the original version is they make a lot of references to pubes in this. And they make like no references to pubes in the other one. So I'm not really sure if it's a translation thing um, or what, but there's a lot of references to pubes. Yeah, just a, hmm. a localization of the times, I guess. Mm-hmm, probably. Um, and so she's concerned about these underwear that are getting too small because her pubes are sticking out. And we can kind of see in these panels our little sidekick Ninnin, who is kind of ninjaing around. He's doing like the Spider-Man thing where he's like hanging from a rope. <laughs> with like his feet (laughs) and there's some kind of like oh i think it's the scan but um it almost looks like there's some like nice like shading to kind of indicate that he's like hidden a little bit but then she notices him and she throws a fucking ninja star (laughs) and (laughs) and cuts the rope and she's like who are you you pervert (laughs) or a pervert and he falls through and she's like ah you're peeping on me again and he's like just kind of laughing it off and she's like i'm happy that you're worried about me but don't i don't like being uh, spied on and he's like but we don't know when the shikima are going to uh come and attack again and uh the shikima are these demon characters that i kind of mentioned earlier about the parallel realm we'll kind of see as that goes um but the essentially what it is is miko's ninja clan is they had possession of this signet case that was basically a covenant between them and this um, parallel world with like these demon tentacle monsters and a rival ninja clan stole it from them 
And that is why Miko's grandmother is no longer alive because she was killed during the theft. And that's kind of why the plot had to be filled in a little bit more with like the Mm. later manga when they reprinted it. And so he's talking about these creatures attacking and stuff like that. And he's kind of going on about how it's like his duty and his family has protected her family for years and stuff. And she calls him out and she's like, so that's why you peep on me while I'm in my undies. And her inner monologue is like, my pubes were just hanging out. <laughs> her pubes. <laughs> she's really like she's super concerned about her pubes in literally this entire manga. It's it's very interesting. I mean, I feel it. I'm just always concerned about them everywhere I go. <laughs> Definitely must take place during summer then, because that's like the time when uh, people are most worried about their pubes peeking out. <laughs> I'm always worried about my pubes breaking out. But then in winter, you have to be worried, like, if they're providing enough warmth for you, you know? No no shave November. I don't care what time of year it is. I will wear Daisy Dukes. I don't care. I don't care. Oh, that sounds so cold. (laughs) It does. See, I just, I completely shave my body, so I don't have to worry about this. I'm, you know. You're ready for slip and slides at any time. Oil, oil you up. I will say if I could afford laser hair removal, I would do it because it's not that I don't like hair. It's just that like as a female, there's like some clothes that like they make for us that requires you not to have hair. Yeah, Mm. definitely. Like if you ever wear tights for a long period of time and Mm. have hairy legs, it is a fucking misery when you take them off. Like like it's so horrible. Right. Yeah, it does. And then like some underwears are like that, like a lot of lingerie. It's like, oh man, now I gotta shave this fucking like weird ass pattern into my <laughs> into my pubic hair. Shaving to the patches this weird laundry. For the holes yeah. in your jeans. Ladies, how come you never do anything like super fancy, like a lightning bolt or like like I always thought it'd be cool. Oh, I, tr- no, I tried I've definitely to do- done that. Oh, really? Yeah. I've done a music note. How about the nymphomercial logo? <laughs> I could probably do that. I have a really nice trimmer. Because that's what I use on my eyebrows. I, I tried to do the Batman symbol once. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Have you ever thought about doing like a little like maze? So that way there's like just a fun little activity, fun activity. your partner can do. <laughs> I was just thinking like, oh, you could like do a maze and have someone like do the maze with their tongue. But like pubic hair grows back really fast. Yeah. So that sounds like so scratchy mm-hmm. and horrible. It's like licking a cat tongue. <laughs> I just pretty t- horrible. had the thought of pubes and crumb catcher because we talk about how Aurora eats in her bed. So... Oh, yeah. I'm oh, so no. sad that this episode is turning into pube talk. <laughs> That's our Boy, new I thing. Love talking about pubes. No, pube, pube, you know, pubes. pubes. Yes, pubes. Every dog has their day, and today that dog is pubes. I'm, I'm here for it. <laughs> I just did not expect it. <laughs> the next dog that I get, I'll, I'll name him pubes. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Pew for oh sure. God, to get so like cute. a little black, like wire haired dog. Yeah, I do want a wired hair dachshund. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's what I was going to say is you have to have like your two wiener dogs and change their names to be like phallic and then change like it like a wiry haired dog and name it pubes. <laughs> yes. Little pew. <laughs> pew, pew, pew. Okay. So uh, she kind of like lays back on her bed and she's like, why don't you just go home and go to bed? And this little guy's like, you know, I don't have a home, you meanie, um, which is Really super sad. Yeah, not um, concerned for his well-being. I know. Is he just like living on the streets? I feel like in the the like sort of reprint and the anime, it's kind of implied that he lives like with her grandmother, like kind of like at the little temple dojo thing that they have. 
at least that's the impression that I got. I never really thought about it and they never really mention it, but I kind of got oh, the feeling that's even sadder. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think they took that out because it was like sad and they were like, <laughs> we're trying to make people horny here. What are yeah, you doing? People are using their Kleenex that they have prepared for a load. They're like using them to wipe away the tears and then they have nothing to clean up with. They're like this is way too soggy to mop up. Come. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, is our is our little sidekick polydactyl? Uh, oh, what does that mean? Let me just fucking pull up Google here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think he is. Dictionary. I think he might be too. I'm try- I was I skipped ahead a little bit to see if I could find a better picture, but oh, is it about his his hands? Yeah, yeah, he does have three. Yeah, he, he does only have two fingers uh, and one thumb on each hand. Yeah, that's so, is this why he can so- sleep on the ceiling? Uh. I, they never really explain that. It's just, I think it's just ninja magic is like the explanation yeah. for that. Because that's like a yokai quality. Yeah, there's a lot of wild stuff that happens in here that they don't really ever like call much attention to, but it's just kind of like like it's treated it's like normal it's normal. Exactly. So he does this whole thing where he jumps up on the ceiling and he just goes, I'll just sleep here tonight too. And she's just like, ah, do whatever you want. But in her head, she's like, damn it, I was planning to fall asleep masturbating to the Front Street Boys poster. A Backstreet Boys reference? That- in my mind, yeah. it's more likely than you think. Parody Backstreet Boys? <laughs> yes. I was going to say the most like glaring thing that shows that this was lo- early localization for the US is that it's flipped. It's read left to right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty sure that beats it. <laughs> the fact that they're like, we need some Backstreet Boys in our, our manga I feel books. like I got hit by a truck reading that, to be quite honest. That hurt me so bad. Like the fact that they called it Front Street Boys, uh, it might be because of like copyright, you know, like oh, copyright. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, yeah. and I think it's clever. I think it's super funny because like we all know what the fuck they're talking yeah. about. So, which basically makes it a JoJo reference. Oh God, no! <laughs> it's like Whack Donald and fucking Inuyasha. Have you guys oh, seen yes. Beck Mongolian Chop Squad? I have not. I hear really good things about that, though. I know it's like super popular. Not to get too into it, but basically it's about music and musicians. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times they wear band T-shirts and they're of like famous bands in our worlds. But because of copyright issues, they can't put the real band's name on there. So they'll do something like the Red Hot Chili Poppers or something like that. Um, And they got actually really, really clever with a lot of the names in there. I can't think of any other one off the top of my head, but. I feel like that's <laughs> on digress. brand for like English shirts in Japan anyway. Like they're always <laughs> yeah. slightly off. I remember seeing a shirt that said, uh, mm-hmm. was it like love sniper? And I'm like, oh, that's violent. <laughs> so violent oh and sexual. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ooh. So we get another look at the outside of the apartment building, which is incredibly detailed compared to most of the manga that I've seen. Um, like every individual brick is drawn in this wall and it's pretty crazy. Um, and then an alarm clock goes off and she wakes up and the alarm is going crazy. And she's like, oh, no, already. Uh, she doesn't say, oh, uh, oh, no, she says, eek. <laughs> OK, so just for just for a second, I'm mm. looking at this panel and I was like, oh, she's like masturbating with a vibrator because I saw the R's at the top. <gasps> I was like, I thought like too. vibrating masturbator. <laughs> Your hand is like. Her hand is like behind her, so it kind of looks like maybe something. But that's just the alarm clock going off, and she just sleeps in a very sexual. I way. mean, don't you, you don't ever wake like up that? with your hand on your pants? 
Mm-hmm. I do. No, I do the boob thing. That's you too. grab your boobs Yeah, in like both my hands. Both my hands like cover do my boobs. Do you hold yours when you go up the stairs? Oh, yeah. I do that. Mainly because I never wear a bra. <laughs> it's a necessity. So. Milk. <laughs> yeah. I might get a black eye otherwise. As a penis haver, do you sometimes also just put your hands down your pants like just going upstairs? To, no, no, no. <laughs> no, just just uh, just because it's it's warm, right? <laughs> like if it's cold outside, you just kind of like, you know. Uh, so personally, I love being cold, and <sighs> also my body runs really warm. So mm. like, I kind of t pose everywhere so I can get that like maximum <laughs> coldness. Like I don't want to feel my own warmth whatsoever. You're flexing oh, on the gamers. Yeah. You're, yeah. you're you feel like you're even too close to you. Yeah, like, I was like, can I just pull out my, like, heady parts? <laughs> heady parts. I feel like that's God. why people with boobs, like, hold on to their boobs, too, for warmth or, like, sit on their hands. Like, I definitely, like, mm. I use my butt to warm my hands. So, I don't understand why people don't get those. I use other butts to warm my hands. You know those, like, little <laughs> packets with the gel in them and you click the penny and they, like, start heating up? Yeah. Like, why oh, yeah. aren't people using awesome. those as breast implants? So, like, you tweak the nipple and they just start warming. But so, then, like, that sounds night, like a terrible idea. So, they get Honestly, really hot, but, um, so, I would get those in breast implants. <laughs> but, also, you would have to, like, you have to, like, boil them after you use them. So, it's not like it's like a one time thing if you can't boil it. So, in Japan, they're called kairo, the hand warmers, and they make the hand warmers that we have here look like awful like primitive by comparison they've got kaido for everything mm-hmm. they have the ones that have like stick-ons for like your lower back you can put it in your pocket Ooh. they even have for like when you're having menstrual pain they have a heated like pad one and i was too scared mm-hmm. to try it because i'm like i know how hot those kaido get like you have to have like a little like case or pouch to put it in because sometimes it gets too mm-hmm. hot for your hands so i just remember looking at the pad one and just being like it's gonna burn my pussy like no thank you <laughs> <laughs> and you know. having having a having a second degree burn on your labia sounds oh, like a disaster awful. yeah Ugh. what if they created like a procedure that people could get where you got like basically like a pocket created in your chest area right to where you could insert whatever sized breasts you wanted for that day. Uh, it's called a bra deadly. They already invented it. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like no, they, no, they you create mean a flesh incisions. Pocket. Yeah, a flesh pocket. So they create incisions in the skin so that yeah, you can insert. Yeah, but like, why insert... would you have such a crazy invasive surgery when you could just wear a bra? I mean, why would you get like a gigantic, crazy, huge boobs? But people do it, you know. You could, well, I mean, one day if you're like, you're like, I feel a little more fly by night. I want to be a B cup. Or like, aren't, aren't there like ones that can be adjusted through like saline? Really? Drips or something? I don't think so. Sounds, I don't know. I'm not a breastologist. I don't know. We need yeah, to. Breast implants are like really complicated. Yeah. We need to do some research on inflation though and find out how realistic that is. <laughs> Oh, 4chan people get so into it. <laughs> They've broken so it down to a it. science. Mm-hmm. And like, I've never understood. Like, I've always been a little bit more inclined towards smaller breasted women anyways. And so, like, I've never really understood, like, the whole inflation thing, especially when they get, like, like so big that they can't even move. I'm like, that's just not functional. Ooh. And then it plays into, like, because you have crossover between inflation and, like, feederism and stuff like that, too. Like, there's some overlap there. 
Um, what, what was that? Like feederism? feederism, like where you feed someone to the point of immobility. Like there's oh, overlap oh, between those belly stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sense. There's overlap between those. Yeah. It, it's interesting because there's a lot of overlap, but I definitely noticed that the people into like breast expansion mm-hmm. uh, are like can be very repulsed by like belly inflation. Yeah. But the opposite generally isn't true. Hmm. Um, like they each have their preference, but it's like the people that are like into the specific body part usually are like, no, no, no. Only that. Only breast or only feet well, can it, get bigger. It makes sense, though, because people who tend to have a particular fetish tend to be really particular about it. So, Oh, for mm. sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that's why hentai is so great, because there's all <laughs> sorts of ones that overlap or ones that just are specific. It's kind of something for everybody out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So getting back to this, um, she wakes up. And she is mad at her little comrade because he is just kind of chilling on the roof still. She's like, if you're going to freeload in my house, the least you could do is wake me up. I almost, I'm almost late for college. And she throws something. Oh, she throws the alarm clock at him. That's what it is. And by the next panel, she's dressed or she's in the process of getting dressed. She's almost completely dressed. And she's got her toothbrush sticking out of her mouth and like looks like toothpaste like all over oh, her I face. I it was a piece of celery. <laughs> you know. I was like, Chris gotta celery. get that breakfast. Pants on a log. Yeah, she's got the I peanut butter and raisins breakfast. too. <laughs> no, she's a far-fetched. She's a leak. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so she's like uh, too. throwing on her clothes. And one thing that I really like about this is her outfit is not overly sexual. Um, like it is in the um, the reprint that I originally read. Her skirt is much longer. It's very, it's very 80s. But the uniform is a lot more similar to like the old school uh, Japanese school girl uniforms, isn't it, Cake? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's a little bit more accurate in terms of that, which is kind of cool. There's a lot of realism, I think, in the, um, the especially the backgrounds, like you'll kind of see a little bit later. Um, but the costuming as well is very realistic with a lot of these characters. Much more than you see in a lot of more modern content where it's a little bit more like straight to the point and um, less detailed. So she jumps up on this railing and she's like, I fucking hate heights. Me too. Me too. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) And she pulls out a grappling hook. and (laughs) You know. (laughs) Just casually. Okay, so I totally thought she was tying a noose, and then the next panel kind of looks like the rope is around her neck. I was like, "What the fuck?" Girl, you hate heights that much? <laughs> you could have died so many other ways. Oh, this is interesting. I I was fully expecting like the the grappling hook, like gun kind of thing, mm. but no, instead it's the traditional. she sets. Well, yeah, she sets up a zip line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, she's a uh, she's badass. Hey man, and she's the ninja way. Old school. Um, so she she tosses this grappling hook and hooks it up to a zip line, and she mentions that it's convenient that she lives so close to her college, and then says, "Well, here I go," and she just jumps off the railing and starts ziplining towards her school. Um, <laughs> and then we see this little panel where Nin Nin is like. <laughs> Yeah, have a good day. Yeah. And then we just see her panties. 
crotch shot. Mm-hmm. I love how it's like an upshot for like just the sake to show, oh, this is what exists under this skirt. <laughs> it's very and 80s. And it shows, and here's what happens when the wind catches it. Like, right. if like, we're having a skirt blow up, what was even the point of doing the upshot before? We're hitting two, two kinds of kinks here because there's two schools <laughs> yeah. of panty shot people. so the the interesting thing to me about this is like so i'm reading this like left to right across the top three panels and then the left panel you know where she's like "Woo, this is fast right and then the right panel in the (laughs) upper corner yeah so that there was a gap at least she like spread her legs and then tossed them back and then all of a sudden her skirt got blown up so like there's a lot of it's a lot of emphasis on what's going on with her panties it's very unique But there's a reason for it. Oh my god. Did you skip ahead? You just skipped ahead, didn't you? I did. You naughty little thing. (laughs) Okay. So she mentions how uh, she's concerned about her panties and her pubes. Mm -hmm. And that if a male professor sees her, it would be too embarrassing. Like, female professors. Who cares? But so she swoops over this male professor and she says, Good morning, Chancellor. And he just says, good morning. And then he says, sometimes some things just go over my head. Oh, gosh. And then he kind of like remembers what it is he just saw. And it was her panties. (laughs) And he looks back and she is like upside down with like her legs spread and like her skirt just all over the place. And she's got her mouth open and she's kind of like laughing about it and saying, I miss my landing. I guess I'm still sleepy. And then she notices that he's looking down at her and he's like, Miss Mito, what are you doing? She's like, um, yeah, um, and she tries to cover herself, you know, just casually zip lining to my college. <laughs> it's cool. Look, this is why you shouldn't zip line while you're tired, like you know, before <laughs> operating heavy linery, just like wake yourself up. <laughs> right? I should never zip line. I'm always too tired for that. Yeah. So anyways, um, they have this little classroom scene. Uh, it kind of cuts the classroom scene. <laughs> <laughs> and the the girls in the class are kind of gossiping about how boring the teacher is. It's a female teacher. Okay, hold on. Mm. You totally skipped over this thing where the teacher's like, okay, class, the difference between should and had better is. And it's just like such an odd, like... <laughs> like class and it's just like one of those things sounds really threatening and the other one doesn't is that what it is i'm I'm low-key like having flashbacks to teaching english because i'm pretty sure (laughs) i've taught this specific lesson so did you have the same outfit this like very 80s like coat with the shoulder padding so i did wear a neck scarf like that one time and then someone told me that i looked like a flight attendant and i never wore it again oh Oh, but cake no. flight attendants are so sexy. <laughs> no, they're not. They're they terrible, are, horrible people. They are. I don't know what I think it's the hospitality aspect, but they yeah. are. Yeah. I mean if other girls like started handing out peanuts to strangers, like <laughs> I have a, be a lot allergy. more arousal in this world. <laughs> you know what, Cake? I fully support you rocking any sort of scarf, ascot, bolo tie, whatever. I Ooh, think you can you definitely whatever. get a bolo tie. I want tie. a bolo tie. Ooh, yeah. And assless chaps. Yeah. Well, all chaps are assless. <laughs> without pants that I'm going to wear without pants so they're fully assless. <laughs> That's a very good point, Aurora. 
I'm glad you said something. <laughs> I I live in like a western town, so like seeing somebody in chaps is pretty pretty normal. <laughs> I'm so a city like, mouse. All the chaps are assless, y'all. I think we're all uh, western folks, right? We're all cowpoke. Yeah, we're all <laughs> six shooters or gunslingers. Oh yeah, giddy up, partner. <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow, west. If you haven't had to swing a lamb. Don't come at me. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Wild West by Will Smith is like on my playlist. <laughs> my uh, shit. Because Will Smith is amazing. I love the little intro with little Jaden where he's like, Jaden, what song should I do? Wild, Wild West. West. <laughs> it's so great. <laughs> Anyways, we get, we actually have quite a bit of manga still to get to because we're only on page 22 of 42. Oh, oh shit. gosh! Yeah, so we got oh, it. That's why I'm trying down. to like, like. Okay, sorry, sorry. Fly through Let this. Us cats will um, will settle down. Um, but there's a lot of good stuff. It's a great manga series. So if you guys are listening, definitely read it. And and this is only. I just want to say we're more like ferrets. I would say just kind of <laughs> getting stinky, distracted stinky and all the tubes. And wild. <laughs> this yep. is decidedly wild. better than the other episode we tried to record though, because we were all fangirling about each other, which yeah. is kind of cool. <laughs> Let's get this train back on the track. Let's do eh? it. Let's let's giggity go. So we're gossiping. The girls are gossiping and they're kind of like, man, her lectures are so boring. It'd be so much better if it was a guy. Ha ha ha. I'd burn it up with a love affair, an affair with a 30 some <laughs> the 30 ish hunk. And they're all kind of like saying this and they're like, don't you think so, Miko? And she's like. I'm not interested in that kind of stuff. And they are like, haha, maybe she's a lesbian. And she just kind of, that's just kind of where the scene ends, which is kind of weird. And in the, the reprint, they changed that to where she has like a little flashback about her basically being like, you guys don't understand. Like, like my, my life is crazy. And she like imagines how like her grandma is like basically telling her, like her grandma is sitting there and forcing her to masturbate but to not oh. come her grandma's like you must not come miko because that's like it, it's really crazy you guys should you guys should read it it's, it's hard to explain to edge. so the, yeah. the idea is that in a sex battle in a sex craft competition whoever comes loses and it's it's kind of one of those things where like um i i think it's like a transfer of power like you become like sort of the other person's slave yeah. or something it's like the reverse of soggy biscuit <laughs> Uh, what? <laughs> yeah, what? I feel like I feel like the identifying females in the room know what Soggy Biscuit is, even though we can't play. Uh, and that just makes me sad. So I'll just go into this really fast. You take a cracker, like a Triscuit, and you get a, a bunch of bros, and you all jerk off onto it, and the last person to come has to eat oh, it. Oh, I've heard of that, but I, I think I blocked it out. <laughs> Well, welcome it back. Uh. <laughs> okay. No. Extra salty dip. <laughs> no. It's just hella starchy. I was concerned it had something to do with the Triscuit going inside the vagina. I was, no, that no. was my initial thought. Was I was like, this doesn't Well, you this want someone to get a yeast infection? I know. Come I was on. so concerned for you, Aurora. I was so worried about you and your, and your health. No, I just jerk off onto biscuits, not <laughs> with biscuits. I mean, like, the ladies could squirt onto the Triscuit, right? Yeah. That, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, but it's like, you know, it's the same thing of, like, you, you have no direction. Like, with a penis, you can kind of, like, Well, that's why you, like, thing. take a, a poster board and cover it in Triscuits. And... <laughs> 
This becomes so complicated. You make like a bingo chart of the Triscuits. <laughs> it's basically cow pot bingo. It's like tic-tac-toe, yeah. soggy biscuit. Tic-tac camel toe. <laughs> I would argue that you, like when a, when a woman squirts, I would argue that it's easier to aim than whenever a man oh. comes. Because, because we're like jerking and it's going all sorts of different angles, right? You guys like are kind of a more isolated movement. And so like there's less uh, like variation in which the the actual hole that's shoot. I'm getting way too technical about this. I feel like at least like. So let me describe laminar flow. <laughs> Why does that come up so often? Like, because I'm I feel very like I hear interested you say that, in like, it. Twice a month milk. Wait, what does that? What does that mean? Oh, everyone, Google laminar flow and watch uh, watch some science videos. It's pretty cool. Huh. Yeah. It is pretty interesting. Neat. Link in the uh, show notes. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Next little scene is we have Miko and she's kind of like, uh, sorry, I'll never be late again. And the chancellor who totally saw her pubes is like, that was the third time this month. That he's seen her pubes? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, presumably. It's she's probably been late more than that. <laughs> but it's the pubes <laughs> thing that really gets to We're him. really hung up on the pubes. He's really anti-pube, and it's kind of disgusting because that's just <laughs> that is horrible. You know, Pubes are awesome. <laughs> I just noticed that. Oh, it's so there's like an onomatopoeia that's pointing towards like her. This is twist that I didn't notice when I was first reading through it, and I think she's twisting her own wrist. I think she's just kind of she's like swaying. twisting her hand around her wrist, like yeah. you know, uh, pretending you're you're wearing a bangle oh, kind of okay. thing. I think she's also like twisting back and forth, like you do when you're nervous, kind of thing. Okay, yeah, doing a little pepper grind. Come on, baby, <laughs> let's do the twist. <laughs> so he he starts asking her, like, "Do you live by yourself?" Um, oh because gosh. until last year it's not, going <laughs> not like well. that yeah so he's like uh do you live by yourself until last year you were living with your grandmother did she pass away and miko's like yes she passed away uh leaving me all alone sob sob and they put sob sob which sounds like fake but i think she's le- legitimately sad um maybe and then he says don't lie you have an older sister don't you and Oh, so she was she was lying. She was just putting on a show. She's like, ow, busted, which is very 80s. <laughs> busted. Dang, oh, mom. I can just is an actress. So the animated version has like a laugh track with it, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Um, so the older sister is not an actress. She is uh, a director. Yeah, she is. Wait, oh, what is this actress? She's a director. She spl- oh, she, I think she's actually a producer. It says director. Okay, director. Yeah, she doesn't. She doesn't star on the porn. She just directs it. Um, oh, that's too bad because that would have been so funny. <laughs> oh, don't worry. You see plenty of. of her. He's like, oh, what kind of movies is she in? And she's like, well, <laughs> Titty Twister. Uh. <laughs> the the titles for this actually crack me up because he does actually say, what kind of movies does she direct? Mm-hmm. Uh, Miko says, college woman trapped, twenty four hour rape, sluts wide open. <laughs> Which sound like really intense titles for that time period, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Like that sounds like very commonplace in today's porn landscape, if that's the right word. Um, But I feel like back then that would have been a lot more intense. I do feel like 
with Japanese titles and just in terms of Japanese media, like, you know, the old joke about how like light novel titles are like so fucking ridiculous and like long, like my girlfriend's armpits can't be this smelly, um, something <laughs> like that. Um, the reason they're so long is because people don't have a lot of space um, to store things. So like if people are going to buy something or invest in something, they really want to know what they're getting. So I think that might be a cultural thing, too, or at least I can speak for like how things are con in the contemporary. And I'm sure it was the same in the past, too. That's actually kind of interesting that kind of lends itself to uh, the stuff that I do, because a lot of people will title and tag their stuff with very similar things to what we see here. When I tag my stuff, I tag like rape, cunnilingus, things that are inside of the audio. Yeah. Um, but I'll give it like an overall title. And you kind of have to like click and find out, right? But a lot of the audios that I think are more successful will tag their stuff with phrases that will be said within the audio. So it'll be like, I'm going to bend you over the desk will be a tag, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I don't like that personally because I don't feel like it gives people a good enough idea of what they may encounter. And I'm, I'm more worried about like with tags about protecting people from hearing something that yes. they might not want to hear. Um, and so, but, but they are very successful and it's kind of along lines what you're thinking of is it gives them a very quick idea of what they're going to get themselves into and what they're going to hear. For sure. Kind of interesting. The way that we view porn. Yep. <laughs> or hear it. <laughs> so as she's having this intense sort of conversation with her uh, teacher counselor, probably principal type figure. She sees Ninnin pop out of the window and say, Mayao? Is that like a colloquialism or is that like a, is he making He's like not a, calling her Mayo? <laughs> I think he's just making weird noises like that. Meow. Uh, like, yeah. That makes <laughs> like sense. Skeletor. That's her snarf. Skeletor. Snarf, snarf. Beastman. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh God, I got some funny stuff to tell you guys that's like sneak peek stuff. But anyways. Are you making um, he so, audio porn? No, 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 please, no, no, no. But please. Cake for you anything, honestly. Scout all. Yes. Anyways, uh <laughs> so uh Miko's like, damn you, following me to college. And this next panel has uh, this next page has one of my favorite panels. <laughs> so he's like, haha, you're getting scolded, which is cute <laughs> as fuck. Like, yes. I love Linden. He's which like, he's written on a sign. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's holding up a sign through the window and she's just kind of like exasperated, like, uh, he's going to get it. And this guy's like, uh, why do you look so annoyed? And she's like, oh, no, of course, I'm not annoyed at you, Chancellor. And he's like, that's right. You need to be a little more obedient. And she looks over his shoulder and there's <laughs> Ninin like pressing his ass against the window <laughs> with his balls hanging down <laughs> and like a face drawn. <laughs> it's it's horrifying. This is the scariest Man. part of the entire series is this the particular panel. To draw on your own ass, though, like that. Yeah. <laughs> he had to have had a mirror. I went to art college and i couldn't even pull this <laughs> off i love the the onomatopoeia of butt smack yeah <laughs> that's a first oh also uh, 
you rarely do we see like just hanging balls like that in, yeah. in behind, hentai yeah. manga with little stubbly hairs on them too all about the pubes it's something that has gone away it with is. the times this, yeah. is, this manga should be called la pube girl yeah really <laughs> um <laughs> lewd pube academy <laughs> Um, <laughs> but, uh, so she, she gets frustrated and she yells, when I get home, you're going to get a beating. And the chancellor's just like, I don't understand women these days. And then it just sort of suddenly jumps to another scene. And we see this like sort of construction zone, like an area that, that seems like it's under construction, or maybe it's like a storage area, but it's a conspicuous part of town one way or the other. And she's walking home. And she's like, thanks to Nin Maru, uh, Maru? Is that how you say yeah, it? Yeah, Maru. Maru. What does Maru mean? So it's a common like name ending for like males usually. Um, mm. And it's used a lot of times for like like ninja names or like samurai names tend to use like the ending like ske. Like I have a, a pet turtle in Animal Crossing named Kamenosuke. Oh, Honorable Lord cute. Turtle. But yeah, Maru oh. is Maru is uh Wait, wait, Keg, you can't glaze over that. You named you named him Honorable Lord Turtle? Yes. That is adorable. That is amazing. But yeah, it's a common like like ending, especially for like ninja names. <laughs> okay. So uh she got in a lot of trouble because of him. This very inconspicuously clad gentleman um addresses her. <laughs> And says, oh, he straight up looks like a robber. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, he's, like, he's definitely. Gonna, he's going to put his dick in something and he's, she just happened to walk by. He's definitely an accountant. <laughs> like he's an accountant or maybe like youth leader at a church. <laughs> well, at least he's practicing safe social distancing. He's wearing a mask. That's he's true. staying six feet away. In, in today's world, this would look very responsible. Mm-hmm. In the mm-hmm. 80s, this looked very conspicuous. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's he's dressed in like a lot of uh, like kind of baggy clothing that looks a little bit heavier than what most other characters we've seen have been wearing. Um, he's got like a beanie, like everything is covered except for his eyes, pretty much. Oh, he's wearing, and, isn't he wearing sunglasses? See, oh, I thought that no, too, that's but he's shading. Yeah. 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 And he says, excuse me, miss, are the Sia condos around here? Sia? Sia. Is it Sia? Okay, mm-hmm. Sia. Um, and she's like, oh, that's where I live. No. And, <laughs> right. Don't ever say that, girls. I, I mean, anybody, honestly, that's listening, somebody comes up randomly on the street and asks you about those kinds, like that kind of directions, don't tell them where you live. Yeah. Be safe, y'all. Be safe. I care about you. Anyways, so then she says, I'm on my way home. <laughs> so no. she leads him. Oh, yeah, it's it's bad. Um, So he's kind of following her and he's creeping around corners and stuff. And she. Yeah, this is confusing because she's like, hey, that's a dead end. And she was the one leading him. Yeah. Well, no, because he turns off. So he goes in a separate direction as her and while she's leading him and she's like, hey, no, wait, that's not the way to go. Oh, I see. And then she's like, oh, he's peeing. Oops, my bad. As old men in Japan do. (laughs) (laughs) But he looks young and hip, though. He's got like the scarf and like the fur coat. Yeah, that like, looks like a uh, Burberry scarf, right? Like <laughs> I, I would wear that outfit to be honest. That's like yeah. my daily. Uh, it does look very warm. That's yeah. a good outdoor pissing outfit. 
<laughs> if you're going to piss outdoors, ladies and gentlemen, and non-binaries. Don't, don't do it because it's considered a sex crime. That jacket's <laughs> big enough to hide a bell in. <laughs> it's big enough to hide a lot more than that. <laughs> so she's like, where did he go? Oh, is he peeing? This guy is weird. And then she turns her back and goes like respectfully and goes, are you done? And then uh, this onomatopoeia is very like <laughs> reminds me of like posters my brother had on his wall with like black light, like black light <laughs> posters. <laughs> it goes is the sound effect. It's got um, like and, lots of highlights all over it. Yeah, it's really cute. And she's very surprised because there's a tentacle coming right at her face from his crotch. Yeah, well, we don't see where it's coming from yet. We just see that it's coming at her. Next panel, we do see it's coming from his crotch. <laughs> um, and she's like, this guy is one of the Shikimas. Shikimas? Shikima. Okay. Shikima. In the, in the anime, like in the dub, they pronounce it Shikima. And I always figured it was wrong, but it's like ingrained in my brain. He's like, so stupid. And you call yourself a ninja and successor of the hidden technique. And she's like, leave me alone. Like she. So the weird thing about this panel is she hasn't moved her arms at all. Like he's got the tentacle wrapped around her neck, which is not where I thought it was going. Oh, it'll make it. It'll make it there later. I'm sure. Yeah. (laughs) And and she's just kind of standing there with her arms at her sides. Just she looks too casual to me. (laughs) Well, see, she's trying to play up the, like, wrong person. Like, of course a real ninja would try to escape, but if she just sits there dumbfounded, it's more believable. Fair enough. But I feel like uh, if that happened to me, if, if you wrap a tentacle around my neck, I'm going to freak the fuck out. <laughs> and oh, I need to guy. change my weekend plans then. <laughs> <laughs> no, Milk. Honestly, <laughs> if it's Milk that wraps a tentacle around my neck, I'm here for it. We'll go get boba tea afterwards. No big deal. Oh, It'll boba. be a boba tentacle. God damn it, it keeps coming up. Ugh. You don't like boba? Do you even listen to the podcast? <laughs> I do. I, I've listened to all the episodes, which is a lot of episodes, okay? Okay, we constantly boba. talk about how much I love boba, but there's nowhere in my town to get it. Oh. So I, we actually just talked about how I make it myself. Too, See, so. I, I just, I know that you're a bad person because you hate mint ice cream, and so I, I constantly <laughs> assume that you hate positive things that's because my ice cream is gross no it's not it's delicious it's very delicious but anyways so he's like hey hey, we only act according to the contract with that exact cadence it's very he's very awkward with my sex craft i shall make you come and now we can kind of see his face and stuff oh now he's got the dick nose mask thing going on yeah yeah he is not ready for covid He's not. He's not following the uh, the social distancing guidelines. I'd like to note that these tentacles are very lumpy. Like, yeah. they're yeah. not your traditional smooth tentacles. They look dry, for mm. one. They do look very dry. <laughs> they got the ridges, though. Probably has a lot to do with how early this was, you know, made in terms of, like, because uh, tentacle stuff has been around for a while like cake didn't you go into the whole thing about like yeah. the octopus mm-hmm. the whole story? Uh, japanese folklore uh and then also like it being a big part of woodblock prints yeah so they started moist this artist <laughs> yeah. has now taken some liberties this is like early tentacles of manga though 
as far as like this is we're we're building the airplane as we're flying at this point. This is like a pioneer in the genre. I don't know of a, a single manga prior to this artist actually that did tentacle stuff in manga form. Like it hadn't really been popularized before this. Interesting. I maybe there is something out there and I would love to read it, like for historical purposes. Well, they do call him the Tentacle King. Yeah, because so. I think he kind of popularized the genre. Definitely mm-hmm. between this and Legend yeah. of the Overfiend. I think I think I never watched it because I always had hard times finding like good places to view it. Like it's it's hard to find a good place to stream stuff like that. We'll um, rent out one of the theaters. Yes, <laughs> I'll just on, fly to you on guys. the last day of coronavirus. But uh, so she's like ah, as you as you do, and she's. Now, kind of talking about how she just wants to be a normal college student, and then tentacles start flying, and uh, they're going for her her bits, and she has a very interesting dialogue throughout this entire section. Like, I'm her dialogue is a lot more thought out than I I think I would be in this situation. Yeah. Where she's like, uh, yeah, no. I knew I should have changed my underwear. Yeah. It's like. <laughs> This position uh, okay. is embarrassing. Like that's exactly the thoughts that I have when tentacles are like <laughs> assaulting my orifices. Did I leave the stove? On? Yeah. Did I? Did I unplug my straightener? <laughs> did I feed my rabbit? Just going through the list. What's Alex Trebek's middle name? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh shit! Tentacles. Crap. Um. <laughs> so uh, she's getting um. Basically, there's this tentacle that like pulls her panties aside, which is super hot. Um, so this tentacle like pulls her panties aside and starts. There's like a little mini tentacle that comes out of the big tentacle and starts like rubbing on her clit. Oh, <laughs> massaging the bean. That's interesting. It's like the tentacle has its own tentacle. tongue slash. It's like penis. an eyeball, like with like a tentacle oh, coming out of it. <laughs> I was thinking it's it's like the the animal the eye eye. It has like a specially developed extra tentacle just for bean <laughs> flicking. You know, <laughs> it it has to oh, be very man. like conservative with it because it uses up too many calories. But this is a necessary <laughs> part of the process. Yeah, caloric deficit is a serious serious concern when you're a tentacle monster. A lot of people don't know that, but like I mean, you need a lot of calories to yeah. To manhandle those tentacles. Tentacles are basically like the horny version of hummingbirds. Like, you know, <laughs> they have to get that sugar out of somewhere to keep going. <sighs> sorry. You broke me milk. Sorry. I don't know why that one got me. So she she reacts very strongly to it. And she remarks that it's because she didn't get off last night. So she's really feeling it. Um, it gives me Shulk vibes. I'm really feeling it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he is monologuing as you do when you're a villain and says, we, the Shikiba, uh, give pleasure to humans and entrap their body and mind. The thing that's weird about this to me is like she's very not entrapped which is different from most tentacle hentai. Like normally, I feel like in the more modern stuff, they trap them first and then they fuck with them. Yeah. This, he's already fucking with her and her hands aren't bound, her legs aren't bound. It's literally like, he's just got her by the panties, which is... Yeah. And her comments of like, oh, I didn't get off last night. I think she's like, oh, if I go home, that little fucker's gonna be there. So (laughs) might as well, 
<laughs> we'll just kind of get it going right now. Mm. When life gives you lemons. <laughs> yeah. And uh, she says, these are the tax- tactics of sex craft. I'll never let a monster make me come. And then he's like, oh, really? The sign of joy is already seeping, which is, I think is a decent descriptor. I'm not a big fan of these panels right here. Like, maybe it's just they're very dated, but but I, I can't really even tell what's going on in the first one. It yeah. says nudge. Um, and then the second one, I think that's a pussy. Yeah, the second one definitely yeah. is. Yeah. It's yeah. vaginal adjacent at the very oh, least. Oh, okay. So the first one is like darker and you see how like you have like the, the tentacle thing that comes from the bottom left. Mm-hmm. Um, so like that little overlap that's right there over that tentacle is the clit. Oh. And so it's like a zoom in, but the 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 vagina itself is darker. Yeah. It's just um, emerging from the shadows. <laughs> it is shadow style she's got a long um, bean that's kind of nice she does it's kind of cool to see some some variety of bean she's mm-hmm. got the green bean um <laughs> i'm a lima bean uh <laughs> fellow myself so he is saying if i take these panties off uh inside is already hot and moist which i'm glad that they use the word moist because you know everyone's favorite word Everybody hates it, and I don't think it's that bad. And I, I just, I, I don't think I wanna, it's that bad either. I don't either. I want to advocate for the word moist. I think it's a great word. I love moist cake. I love mm-hmm. moist vaginas. You know, like let's let's normalize moist. There are a lot of things that are much better moist, like my hands, <laughs> like a moist sauna <laughs> or trisket. Right? <laughs> Ooh, uh, no, no, we go soggy with that one. A moist <laughs> towelette after eating ribs or eating some hot wings. Right? Oh yes, moist towelette will save your life. So she's, you know, saying no. Uh, and actually, this is a good point to point out where I was talking about the detailed backgrounds. Like, look at the detail that they put into the environment here. You've got like barrels, and you've got like slabs of like concrete and all sorts of kind of stuff going on in this little construction zone. Um, and you would never see that much detail in most modern hentai. And it's kind of cool to see it where things have kind of changed and stuff. So he is saying this is the root of lust. And I, I'm not sure if he's talking about her vagina, but it also looks like the tentacle is going towards her butthole. So that part is kind of confusing. I think he just because she's trying, she's saying like, I'm still a virgin. I've been saving myself for a cute boy. He's like, no, no, no. This has nothing to do with love. It's got everything to do with lust. Oh, I skipped over that panel. My bad. Except for I'm really curious about this pussy clamp. Yeah. <laughs> what is happening there? <laughs> it's getting that, intense. Like, tying around her labia, I guess. Yeah. It just looks like you just like <laughs> clamp down on the labia and like shut the hole. He's like, uh-uh. And I mean, I get, like, pinching and pulling the labia, but, like, not like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is, like, full-on clamp. Yeah. I've got a lot to say about this next page. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I've i got some some really good gifts <laughs> of, like, some clip pinching and pulling and, and stuff like that. Um, but this does... I don't even... I don't have a vagina, so I don't know. But this doesn't look great. No, this it doesn't. It's not look fun. It's not a good look. Um... Yeah, maybe if you're very masochistic, this might be a thing for you. I don't 
don't know. It might not be terrible. Clitty twister. And may- maybe it's just around her labia and her clit is like tucked in between, in which case I could see it maybe feeling really good. Yeah. He's trying to make like a clit panini, just like really. <laughs> <laughs> a clit nini. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gosh. Oh, no. Uh, so she's like, oh, no, what should I do? And then the tentacles in. It's it's uh, doing its thing. Um, and you don't see super detailed vagina here. There's no mosaic or anything like that. That's something that we forgot to mention. Um, but there's there's also not a whole hell of a lot of detail with this. It's kind of more about the situation in the the inner monologue and the pubes. <laughs> and <laughs> sorry, I couldn't say it with a straight face. <laughs> a lot of push onomatopoeia. Yeah. What? Oh yeah, that's push, a that's a good one. Push. Push. She's like. Oh, ah, uh, it's coming. This is not happening. Um, Just imagine that in like the 80s, like, you know, Valley Girl voice, like, this is not happening. <laughs> this is not happening. <laughs> I'm going to be late for the prom. I never wanted to be a ninja. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, girl. Let me call my dad. He knows the senator. Why do I have to be raped by a monster? So unfair. <laughs> so, uh, like, the way that this tentacle has penetrating her and has, like, a spiral of liquid shooting around it is yeah, interesting. it's so crazy. <laughs> but, like, this, like, little arc, like, the way it bends really looks like a gas pump to me. <laughs> oh, no. Yes, it totally does. You're I right. Didn't, I didn't even notice the spiral of liquid, like... It almost looks like it's pee. <gasps> the water thing at the dentist. <laughs> no. It almost reminds me a little bit of like a, a hydro pump from Pokemon. Yeah. This is one of her jitsus. Like she's right? making piss spiral. She is a ninja. She might be from the Leaf Village. We're not sure. We, we need to I know we haven't help. even made any Naruto jokes. Like we're a ways <laughs> in and it hasn't happened yet. What's wrong with us? Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> Jiraiya would be so disappointed. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that is kind of interesting here is um, this might be the earliest reference or like the earliest um, example I've ever seen of a an x-ray shot. It's so bizarre, too, because it looks like the tentacle penis is like going into her leg. <laughs> yeah, like it almost looks like it's going in her vagina and out of her thigh. <laughs> it's very confusing. It's um, one of those things that shows like. Some of these things have definitely evolved through time and mm-hmm. modern x-rays are as many different executions as there are definitely better nowadays. It's like, so no caterpillar feet. Yeah. <laughs> what I do appreciate about this though, is the, the angle that the, uh, the tentacle is going in, in the, the huge panel that, that looks like it's hidden all the right places to me. Um, it's got that G know? hook going. Mm-hmm. It does. It's got that, the signature, that deadly signature G hook. Um, <laughs> Oh, do you have a, a patent on it already or are you uh still I do. working it's on that the, the deadly g hook tm <laughs> <laughs> so she's remarking as this is happening how she never wanted to be a ninja and she's saying why do i have to be raped by a monster which seem very calm and level-headed thoughts to be having at this moment to me also still not bounded whatsoever yeah <laughs> Yeah, but like, she's also like levitating, being levitated in the air on ooh. the tentacle penis. Oh, that's oh, a good point. No. She is being lifted. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. And she's not doing the David Blaine move. Like, this is all from the <laughs> tentacle. 
<laughs> is she tumbling forward? Is that kind of what's going on? Nope. She's just being risen to the heavens with the freaking ribbed tentacle. Hmm. Being lifted by your vagina sounds very unpleasant. Yeah. Yeah. We see our little pal Ninin, and he's sort of like scratching his head. And he's like, yeah, see, you're in trouble, just like I thought. Yeah, it just like right after that's this like series of panels just back and forth, the strobe of like her concerned face and like her vagina being <laughs> penetrated. And it's such like a sitcom move of just like going back and forth and being like, yeah, she is in trouble. You going to do something? Yeah. So actually, I didn't notice this when I first read through this, but Aurora, you're right. She is being fucked into the mm-hmm. air yep. by this tentacle. Yep. Like she is clearly suspended in the air. Like mm-hmm. limbs just dangling. Defying um, gravity. Defying gravity. <laughs> um, so she's she's like, it keeps going in. Oh, I can't believe it. He's got this like super shadowed face with a really creepy smile and his little badly worn Corona mask. And he's like, the Shikima sex tra- uh, sex craft. How can I pronounce the Japanese word better than the English word? <laughs> Uh, the Shikima sex craft no one can escape it just let yourself be washed away by pleasure soon I shall control your mind so this is where we kind of learn that that's what's at stake with this whole situation if she orgasms her mind basically gets invaded if he orgasms I don't really know the consequences because yeah this is not an even stakes combat um, well I mean the tentacle is not a penis though yeah, I mean, it it orgasms like one, though, like not not in this particular sex scene, but in future sex scenes. So um, she's like, no way. No, uh, who would let a monster? Also, I'm pretty sure like 90 percent of our listeners would totally let a monster make get them to go off. You know, I mean, oh, yeah. Man. Oh no, succubus girls. Ooh. <laughs> oh, oh, werewolf. Oh, that- oh no. <laughs> if a monster girl showed up in my room tonight, I. Oh, well, would... uh, just in case you were wondering, we have a ritual for that. And um, just be careful what you wish for because it might be a giant centipenis. <laughs> centipenis? <laughs> yeah. yeah, be careful if you take the pill and use the seal. Yep. Okay, this is very specific, and so I feel like this is definitely a conversation you guys have had outside of the podcast. Go listen to our December Patreon episode. It's going to be wild. Okay, I'm excited. And I am am one of your Patreons, so subscribers, so. Yeah, trust me, y'all. The Patreon's about to kick off with some great stuff. I'm excited. Mm -hmm. I loved the the bonus episode with uh, Milk and Cake. It was great. So, moving forward, we're so close to our stopping point. So he is like, if you have multiple orgasms, like it or not, you shall be taken over. Um, <laughs> soon you will be quivering for more. And then all of a sudden it starts like this gyrating, crazy <laughs> blender motion. And she's like, ah, it's rotating. That's so mean. Oh my gosh. Just, I don't even like, like, would that feel good? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's Would plenty it, okay. of like vibrators and dildos that do that rotation most that. motion yeah. in but itself. But to that it's extent, like the way oh, that yeah. it's doing it in this panel. Well, I mean, obviously it's a little over exaggerated, but I have some that like, you know, Whip spin around cream. in circles and stuff. <laughs> With <All right. laughs> a kitchen, pull a KitchenAid. 
I'm going to start practicing belly dancing and, and we'll see. You know? <laughs> uh, it's not quite the same. Maybe like some break dancing. Oh, you know what? Huh. A sit and spin. That's what you need. What is that? <laughs> a sit and spin. I think you're talking about Lazy Susan. No, no, no. I'm talking about a sit and spin. It's like this little kid toy uh-huh. that like you set on the ground and you sit on it and you like rotate it with your arms. It's, it's called it's a, sit and spin. a one person oh merry-go-round kind of situation. Yeah. They're fucking badass. They are and really they could cool. be used for awesome things in a bedroom. <laughs> Yeah, Lizzie Susan is where you put like your flour and condiments and stuff. Like sit and spin is where you put your dick. Oh my god. You just strap flashlights oh. to the sit and spin. Oh my oh gosh. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so we're getting we're getting really close to like my favorite part of this particular uh, uh volume. Oh, you mean the part where it looks like they're beaming her vagina up into space? <laughs> No, no, that's not my favorite part. It gets better. Trust me, Aurora. You're going to fucking love this shit. Yeah, this panel, though, looks way more like a Pokemon move than the other one. Just these rings zooming out of her vagina. Yeah, she's doing like the Aurora beam. Just like. (laughs) It does look like Aurora beam. That's guaranteed 40 damage. (laughs) What is it? Sonic. Sonic Screech or whatever it was. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's looks got like a Sonic Zubat Sh- up in there. Right? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, actually, if you kind of look at the way that the like the pubes and the, it kind of looks like bat like in yeah. a way. Yeah, it's gold bat. It does. It looks like a little fox face. Like right? her like clit is the nose and then it's got like little screaming. eyes and eyebrows. <laughs> I didn't even notice that part. <laughs> I was thinking of like the the labia as like ears. Oh yeah, I see that too. Just oh a real ink blot of a vagina. <laughs> right? Like, this is a very diverse, uh, very, very, very uh, unique, ambiguous vagina. I'm sure um, there's a, a BuzzFeed quiz where you can, like, look at this and tell some <laughs> answers, and I'll tell you what mean girl you are. If you see the screaming fox, you're definitely a furry, and you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she's like, each time it turns, and it rubs against my clit, and ugh, 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 it feels good. Ah, uh, ah, uh. and then we see Ninin again, and he's just sitting there scratching his head like an idiot. <laughs> he's like, "Right about now, I should make my entrance." I mean, maybe five oh, minutes he's got ago, his little but kunai. Mm-hmm. yeah, so he's got his little kunai, and he goes, "Yeah," and it causes the tentacle guy to like notice him, but he still ends up getting caught off guard, and he gets pinned to the wall with these kunai. Ninin tells Miko to reposition herself. And then another kunai comes and knocks his beanie off. And he's like, shit. The accuracy (laughs) to knock a beanie off? Yeah, it's kind of a waste. Just just kill him. Oh, yeah, that's true. Oh, wait, were you talking about the skill? Yeah, yeah, the skill to, like, knock a beanie off. Like, fuck, Robin Hood couldn't even do that. Fair enough. And we see the tentacle kind of pull out. And she's like, ah, and we have... Automatic P. Is that an E or P? Yeah. I was gonna say, um, it's just drop, y'all. Well, (laughs) I thought it was starting with an A. The like font work on Automatic is so different each time. That's not how you spell drop, Mm -hmm. is it? D-R-O-P. It looks so wrong with this font. Yeah. Yeah, it is an odd it is a really odd font. It's like mm. when um you turn someone loose like with word art for the first time and this person <laughs> just picked a different one for every onomatopoeia. <laughs> 
Oh my goodness. <laughs> I told you. I done told you. What am you. I looking at? <laughs> so Ninnin says, use the hair blast spell. Oh my lord. <laughs> and he says, hurry. You said we didn't want to talk about, you didn't want to talk about pubes. And then you brought us this? <laughs> I totally forgot what? that this was part of it. <laughs> I, that's, okay. Anyways, so she's like, I don't really want to use a spell like this, but, and then she like puffs up her cheeks and she's like, swell my lower half up and make them hard as steel. <laughs> and then, bam, pin, cushion, needles coming out of her pubes. <laughs> she's um, like a porcupine. <laughs> right? She is a Pokemon. Goodness. Oh, <laughs> yeah. my God. She really yep. is. Pubic beam. <laughs> so she blasts him with pubes. And apparently it's a spell that only female ninja can do. Um, and it blasts him right in the face and he kind of haunches over and then he looks back up. He's got no eyes. He's just like a crazy, creepy, gaping mouth with like razor sharp teeth. And he's like, how dare you? And he's got these crazy, weird, like tendrils coming off his back and his bad case of dick back. Yeah. Yeah. He's very muscly. Um, uh, he looks pretty badass, honestly. Like this this monster. It's pretty hot. This monster, by comparison to the remake, I think is way fucking cooler. This panel just looks like it's from an old Spider-Man comic, kind of. Right? It's (laughs) like Venom, just without the eyes, actually. I didn't even notice that. Like, the tongue coming out is, like, crazy long. It's pretty cool. And and he says one of the best fucking lines that you can ever say to a woman, which is, I'll rip you into shreds. Ugh. I already disagree with that. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I feel like the best line you can ever say is, I brought surprise tacos. <laughs> I prefer that much more. Yeah, I always go with, you want to watch Gravity Falls? <laughs> Absolutely. We're all clearly, clearly very different people. <laughs> but I, I like that line, I'll rip you into shreds. No, it looks like he tosses her like a crazy freaking nunchuck. Like, oh, what are those fucking called? Reaper thing? Um, the American term I think is scythe. Yeah, scythe on nunchucks. It has a different name because I know that they use it. Um, okay, so a lot of weapons used by ninjas and even by like the wives and families of samurai who got left behind, like when samurai had to do like their um, obligatory visit to the capital. Um, a lot mm-hmm. of weapons come from farming implements, which is why you uh-huh. see a lot of things that look like sides or look like nunchucks, which would be used for like clearing agricultural things. Because it's like mm-hmm. if you're left to defend your village, like and you don't have like weapons and like the only people who are allowed to have swords are samurai. What are you going to use? Yeah, I, I feel like I know the name of this thing, but I cannot remember it right now for the life of me. Of course, Googling, all I find is like Ruby fan art stuff of crazy <laughs> weapons. Yeah, well, there's the <laughs> Kusarigama, which is the one with the chain. And then I think Kama is the other scythe one. Yeah, Kama is the other one. Maybe future editor will jump in with the actual name of this. Hopefully. Future milk here. And no, I couldn't find it. So she goes all badass and does what he presumably could have done to save her in the first place, which is attack this monster. 
Yeah, but the paneling here is just so good. It is. Mm-hmm. It's really intense. It, it honestly reminds me of like a lot of like just really intense like actiony comic books from that time period. They put a lot of work into the detail, and like you feel like you can see the motion happening. Then Ninnin says, "Miko, you're letting it all hang out." She just fucking murdered this crazy monster and he's concerned about her her being basically Modest. naked from the waist down. Yeah. <laughs> and she's not even topless like he just uh barely got her panties off. Yeah. And we see this next panel and she has just fucking sliced him in half. It looks so dope. Like the skull, we actually see the the cranium is sliced in half and we can see like the inside kind of not too detailed, but enough to where it looks really badass. And his weird little penis back tendrils that Milk referred to are like flying off. Yeah, she cut through. Mm-hmm. Very cool. They're kind of talking. And I think this is him, actually. He says the Shikima that follow uh, me will make you res- uh, resign. Do not forget that the agreement shall be kept. And that's that little signet case that they're talking about. And then Ninin goes, just like I expected, the Shikima are attacking and she says, yep, you were right, Ninnin. And then this is our last page um, for what we were going to cover today. Uh, it shows the apartment building again, again, very detailed little bookshelves. So we can kind of see the inside of her apartment and that she got home safely and stuff. And she's kind of like frustrated. The clock is ticking and she's like, oh, I can't sleep. It's because of all that stuff that happened on the way home. My body is so warm. Uh, I feel like masturbating, but if I did, I feel like I would give in to the Shikima. And that is where we're going to end for now. (laughs) Because from here, it's just, it's, it's fucking crazy. But yeah, that is uh, the first 41 pages of Love the Girl Volume 1. What a wild ride. Yeah. (laughs) Right? So many pubes, so many pube references. Also, yep. um, traditionally, each Pokemon has four moves, so we still haven't learned her fourth, you know, so. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I'll have to keep reading to find out. Uh, I'll tell you, it's a doozy. I know what it is. Um, it's definitely a big one. So this manga had a huge influence on me when I was younger, because I think this is like one of the first ones I came across. And I loved the aspect of the the competitive, like, coming you know like like trying to force the other person to come before you can i think it's super fucking hot i I mean i think that needs to be incorporated into more sex lives just it really (laughs) does like have you guys ever seen sex wrestling before no no Um, i mean i've watched regular like wwe wrestling (laughs) and there are some they put their hands in places that (laughs) you know so um Cake and Aurora have both listened to the circus series in the mm-hmm. the sex scene that happens with the Wolfman, where there's like the the wrestling competition kind of yeah. thing. It's like whoever comes gets to dominate the other one. That mm. is a a specific video series that I got that idea from. Oh shit! There's a couple different like companies that do it. There's Ultimate Surrender, which is primarily uh, female and female. I can't remember the, what the other one's called, but they do they do female versus female and uh, male versus female. Basically, like they have rules where like, you know, you get points for doing certain actions and stuff like that. And whoever has the most points at the end wins. Um, or if you force the other person to orgasm on the mat, you win and you get like a whole like 15 minutes to do whatever you want to them kind of thing. It's super hot. It's really fucking hot. And I think each one of the videos is like 45 minutes long. 
Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's, it's like event. Yeah, it's like 30 minutes of wrestling and then 15 minutes where they just going to kind of do whatever they want with them. Um, I love it. And that's why it made its way into uh, my series. And, and I feel like that like was sort of jump started by this, like the competitive aspect, but it's still like lighthearted and humorous. I just think it's a great, great hentai. And if you love hentai, I, th- I really think if you've never read this, you should um because it's historically very important as well definitely it's a classic Mm -hmm. for a reason Mm -hmm. so deadly we've you know made reference to it but uh for people who don't know what exactly is the the circus of sin and what do you do (laughs) yeah actually we skipped over uh why i'm on here in the first place so i am an erotic audio content creator which uh means that i basically make audio porn it's a porn scenarios that are purely intended to be listened to rather than watched, which is kind of cool because the sky is really the limit with that kind of stuff. Like you don't need a huge budget. And the other thing is it's very um, inclusive. A lot of times in modern day porn, you see stuff that either is is focused on male gaze or female gaze, or you see things that are, you know, like um, there there's definitely like a very stereotypical type for like the modern porn star where she's like five foot nothing bleach blonde hair like b cup boobs you know that kind of thing um that's like a very very typical modern day porn star and that's probably not very fun if you're like a six foot tall curvy asian woman just to like throw something out there um so it's not very inclusive this kind of stuff there they don't really talk about a lot of that stuff a lot of it doesn't uh, my stuff doesn't for sure anyways. And so it lets you kind of immerse yourself in the content without having that sort of barrier of like, oh, this person isn't supposed to be me, so I can't enjoy it as much. Yeah, I feel like it definitely helps compared to like written stuff for because uh, for one, your hands can be a little bit more freed up if you're not having <laughs> yes. to read something. But it is more immersive because you're still hearing a voice you're, when you're familiar with, but also it's not your own voice. So mm-hmm. there there's more immersion than just reading. So yeah. yeah. If you've never checked out audio porn, like it seems like a, a next evolution that just makes sense that needs yeah. more attention. What's what's interesting, like I had said earlier about like being able to do a lot of crazy stuff with a very low budget is like, you know, I, I don't have a huge crazy setup or anything like that. But I I do tentacle stuff. I do like werewolves and um, all sorts of monsters and and craziness that goes on. One of the scenes has a giant fucking demon and you're able to portray all this stuff without having to, to spend a lot of money and in a way that I've felt was pretty effective. Yeah. You don't have to learn blender. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't know if it came across that way, but it seems like it did. It seems like it did really well. And the other thing is, it allows you to do things like add in like music and stuff like that and storyline. That's the biggest thing is storyline. Modern, a lot of modern porn is just kind of straight to like, oh, stepbrother, I'm stuck. And then all of a sudden they're fucking because that's just what you're there for. But a lot of the content that uh, myself and other creators make is very, very focused around storyline and sort of creating like these extended universes. I'm I'm not the only one that has this like universe that I've created where um, these kind of audios are connected and stuff. In fact, it's a, a very common trope within uh, the community for people to create their own little universe that their audios are all taking place in. Um, so yeah, it's kind of it's kind of cool. Yeah, and where can uh, everyone find your stuff? 
Um, so I am on Instagram, Twitter now, because Milk <laughs> twisted my heart. Um, so I'm on Instagram, Twitter. Uh, the primary place to view any of my content is going to be on uh, Reddit. And my username is Mr. Deadly Lucky 7. Um, and I also have a Patreon, and you can go to patreon.com slash Mr. Deadly Lucky 7. And uh, you can uh, subscribe to me there where I have like bonus content as well as like a Discord channel, which uh, Aurora and Milk actually come and hang out in a lot, um, as well as some of the other uh, people that work behind the scenes of Nymphomercial. So it's a lot of fun. We play a lot of games and do cool stuff and yeah it's a it's a great old time mm-hmm. definitely uh go check out deadly's uh patreon and and get in on all that the the nice thing about all three of you and I, I think i've kind of mentioned this to milk before is um you guys kind of like balance each other really well in terms of like you know aurora's really high energy um milk you are like kind of the dork <laughs> yeah <laughs> which is why i like i like that's, you so that's much. fair son <laughs> like Good to we, were, we were playing jackbox the other day and like like literally milk and i made the same really bad joke at the same time and i was like that's why i've listened to nymphomercial for 54 episodes <laughs> um and so and then uh and then cake you kind of like have um like I, I really enjoy all of the the things that you contribute in terms of like the the cultural knowledge and stuff like that you have, and um, you're also like very like calm, soothing one, which is kind of nice to have. <laughs> Aw, shucks. Ferret wrangler. <laughs> the ferret wrangler. Um, and so it's a re- it's a really good. Uh, you guys have a good thing going on, and I've I've listened since episode one, and I'm really excited about where it's going. So, Aww. thank um, you. I I love what you guys are doing um, in terms of like discussions about sex and uh, about things like that. I said this whenever we tried to record another episode that ended up because of my uh, technical issues kind of like falling apart. But like Cake, I think that you are a phenomenal um, example of of like the furry community because they do uh, you and Juno like what you did in the episode was so wonderful um, talking about it and and making it less taboo because the stereotypes that surround it and you guys kind of mentioned this were are, are a lot of times very negative and so it's nice to see you guys kind of coming out and being positive examples of like you can be like a normal you know good human being and like be a furry it's it's good to see that and then like aurora like we we had this discussion yesterday about like uh you getting like crazy comments and you're like i don't i will take the time to fight these people because like nobody else has the time to do it and like you guys just have such a positive outlook and a positive way of handling sex and having these discussions and that's honestly why i've stuck around for this long is because you guys are great people and you have great perspectives and i think you're a really positive influence on sex thank you thank you yeah. I'm as red as a cherry. I know. <laughs> gonna Strawberry turn in a puddle milk. over here. Oh my goodness. I only yeah. blush for giant wieners with many wieners. So <laughs> wait, did you just call me a dick? <laughs> <laughs> well, here it would be a compliment. So Yeah, that's true. Um y'all do love dicks. But yeah, so. everyone, check out the, the show notes. Um, even if you're on shitty Spotify, they're mm. full links, so you can click right mm-hmm. onto them and and mm. listen to, to deadly stuff. Mm. Oh, and by the time that this comes out, my 
uh, recent thing that I did that kind of uh, got a lot of attention was a, a seven part series for Halloween that was like circus themed. And I will be doing a, a continuation of that series starting in December. It's going to be Christmas themed. Um, and uh, this is the first like official announcement probably that will come out about it. We'll, we'll be here on the podcast. Ooh, we feel special. Yeah. And um, I, I like had a little bit of a teaser in the very last episode of my circus series, but this is kind of the official first time me coming out and saying I am going to do a Christmas series. It's going to be seven parts and it's going to be quite the ride. It's going to be very fun. I'm excited. I'm looking too. forward to it. But yeah, with uh, that and the the holiday festivity and experience coming our way, uh, good luck on your erotic endeavors. Yeah, no one's going to say bye. <sighs> no, guess oh. not. Oh, we were supposed to say bye? <laughs> we're just I was holding my breath. I, I'm on the floor. I'm just a puddle. <laughs> What's Alex Trebek's middle name?